mortgage and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years? We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. (laughs) Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now, 800-284-5572. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-284-5572. A Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Chuck Moore speaks Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, here at the IRN USA Radio Network. That's Eastern Standard Time, 844-439-1391. If you'd like to join us, 844-439-1391. One three nine one. Left-wing billionaires hold a secret meeting to plot against America. We're joined by Neil McCabe, who is the editor of the of Human Events Guns and Patriots e-letter. Was a senior researcher at the Human Events newsletter to discuss this event. Neil, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Hey, great to be with you. Uh, I'm from Boston myself, so it's uh, especially good to be with you. Right on. What's going on with this secret cabal meeting, and what are they talking about? Well, basically, there's a group called Democracy Alliance, which was given seed money by George Soros, of course. And what they tried to do is uh, replicate what they saw was going on with the conservatives. Uh, Specifically, they were concerned that uh, conservatives were able to raise tons of money through small donations, and they were anticipating what was going on with the, the Tea Party. And they thought if uh, they got together, you know, some of the richest progressives in the country, and they all sort of pitched in, they could sort of match what uh, conservative groups were coming up with. And that, that's basically what's happening. And they're meeting in Chicago. I believe some of the meetings are still going on. I know the big summit was on Sunday. And they're basically making their final plans that sort of lay out their script uh, uh, you know, as they approach the midterm elections. And what was interesting is that a lot of these guys, especially uh, Tom Steiner, are huge opponents of the Keystone Pipeline, and they've basically told the Democrats and the president, hey, if you, if you approve the Keystone Pipeline, we won't give you any of our money. And so how does the president you know, react to that kind of extortion? Well, he sends his top aide, Valerie Jarrett, to, uh, to make nice nice. So that's basically what's going on. It's hard to really talk about what's going on in a secret meeting, but I think you get the gist. Uh, Was this uh, meeting connected to the enormous amount of money that poured into Eddie Markey's campaign 
in special election <laughs> here in, in Massachusetts? Uh, Steiner weighed in on that uh, that election big time, uh, and of course, yeah. uh, you know that he's just a, a left wing hack. Now, the, 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 his or his whole agenda just seems to be global warming and stopping the uh, the Keystone Pipeline. Um, that seems to be what drives him. Now, uh, George Soros, as you say, is also behind this uh, Democracy Alliance. He's got his fingerprints on a lot of things uh, going on, um, uh, including this phony baloney William Brennan Institute, which is coming out with these nutty reports that claim that uh, states exercising their right to uh, to try to ask for voter ID and make sure that we have one man, one vote, that they are doing this because they have something against African-American men and women. Um, and they well, cite these, the media cites these reports as a matter of routine. Well, you know, uh, they're all about words and word tricks. And one of the word tricks that they use is they call that voter suppression. So if you actually ask for someone's ID, if you actually try to verify that only voters are voting, that is voter suppression and that somehow you're a, a hateful person. Uh, I mean, but of course, I mean, one man, one vote is uh, the great uh, Brennan decision, which um, is really not what a Republican democracy is about. I mean, if we had one man, one vote, we couldn't have a United States Senate. Well, right, right. But but uh, their, their whole agenda of voter suppression, so-called, um accompanies a claim that there is no such thing as voter fraud, you know, that, that we're we're making a lot of noise about something that doesn't exist. Now, you're from Boston. I mean, you know, you know what goes on up in Lawrence. I mean, you, you know, you've been around this town. Uh, you, you know, sure, to I mean, suggest that... The uh, Somerville News, come on. I mean, all right, well, there we go. That's how the game is exactly. played. That's right. I mean, even Chris Matthews admits that when he was growing up in Philadelphia, he recalls... Uh, districts in that near him precincts where uh you know when people didn't show up to vote toward the end of the day the uh, the corrupt clerks would fill in the votes i mean this is nothing new so no, i mean even, the idea yeah. i mean go ahead no no it, 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 you're you're absolutely right and in any attempt to sort of make the voting legitimate which you know really what you're doing when you when you verify the voter rolls, when you verify that the voters are real voters, what what you're doing is you're protecting the franchise for the legitimate citizens who are participating. And you're not diluting their vote. It's really protecting the people who are supposed to be participating in the democracy. Uh, otherwise, you know, why wouldn't you just bust in a bunch of illegals and and just like and just run the whole thing? I mean, basically, uh, obviously, that's their plan down the road. Uh, you know, you're going back to, you know, Tom Steiner and, and the Keystone, you know, they're immune to rational uh, arguments. They're immune to rational economics. It's really a religion with them. And, you know, you just can't argue with religion with people. I mean, so if, if someone is religiously obsessed with uh, hating oil, that oil has become sort of this, this uh, incarnate of evil for them, they're just going to do everything possible. I mean, look at gas prices. <laughs> we, you know, North Dakota has more oil than Saudi Arabia, and still, you know, people are paying, you know, three fifty, three seventy-five, four dollars for a gallon of gas. Um, why is that happening? Uh, the the group of people who are well, that's that actually happening. a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so and so you have a bunch of people, very very wealthy, 
uh, hedge fund people, uh, high tech people, Hollywood people. They dig, they get together yeah. in Chicago, and they work with the Democratic Party in the White House to basically cook the political book. They write out the script, and uh, there's a great columnist and uh, talk show host Derek Hunter who says, you know, it's the, you know, when the media when the media is on board with Team Obama, you know, Obama saying hello or Obama lying has the same risk as his saying hello. And so it's not like the media is ever going to call them out on this because the media is part of the team. What you are starting to see, though, is with my article and a number of other articles, are people are starting to say, number one, hey, why is it, why is it wrong for conservatives and libertarians to get money from the Koch brothers or other sources, but it's okay for billionaires on the left to fund everything in creation, you know. So that's a, you know, that's really hypocrisy. That's you know, if you're against well, big sure. money, you're against big money. Then don't take the check from George Soros or Tom Steiner or Michael Bloomberg, who's also you know opened up his checkbook and basically said, "I'm going to buy my way through this political system." Right. Not to mention a lot of other people. Uh, Neil McCabe is my guest, editor of Human Events. Neil, it seems to me to be somewhat of a um, an actual a kind of a hand one hand washing the other, with regard to um, these uh, radical environmentalists who want to stop the Keystone Pipeline and 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 global warming, and in a sense the maintaining of high prices at the pump. Uh, you know, obviously, if you if you if you reduce or curtail oil and gas production, then the cost is going to go up to the consumer because there's less on the market. That's just how it works. So in a sense, their advocacy of um, – because I think that these guys are making a lot of money off this, and I think their advocacy in in, in terms of um, environmental policies are not exactly pure. You know, they, they want to lock up resources in order to further the uh, – you know, to make a few bucks, No. Oh, sure. You look at a, a guy like the great Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett bought Heinz right before John Kerry became Secretary of State. So the Heinz, you know, Kerry's family, of course, he's married to Teresa Heinz. You know, so the, Kerry's wife and, and their family got liquid for billions of dollars to Warren Buffett right before, right before Kerry becomes Secretary of State. And, of course, Buffett owns rival pipelines that would be competing with Keystone. And he also has invested heavily in freight railroads that are the other competitors to Keystone. But because, you know, because Buffett is very generous to the Democratic Party, he's very generous to uh, to liberals, and he's a great friend of Obama, you know, he gets a hall pass. Nobody says, hey, how, how, <laughs> maybe you're not such a genius investor. Maybe you're just buying off politicians and getting your way. Uh, you know, and this and this is one of the problems that we're dealing with. Okay, but it gets to an even more fundamental question here, Neil. And this is one that um, the only empirical evidence I have to back this up is the Forbes magazine's annual top richest Americans, and that is that the majority of wealth in this country, probably in the world, but we're talking America, is controlled by liberals and is controlled by people on the left. If you take a look, for example, one of the reasons I hate the Koch brothers so much is because they're such an exception. You know, they're one of the few people on that list of the top on, on the top ten that is not associated with the left. All the others are Warren Buffett, uh, you know, Bill Gates, all of the dot com millionaires, 
they, that that guy up at uh, at Facebook, Zuckerberg, uh, you know the the Google guys, you know Jeff Bezos. These people are all liberal, 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 and also the big players. As you go down the list, and, and it's an, actually an interesting uh, piece of research. You can see the names are associated with liberal causes with the Democratic Party. You know, once in a while you see a conservative or a libertarian, but very, you know, I would say probably about 70, 75, 80 percent of that list is made up of liberals. So here they are. They are the top one percent. You know, they are Wall Street. They control to a large extent the big wealth in this country. And yet they they launch into this preposterous rhetoric about, uh, you know, taxing the rich. I remember Ted Kennedy he would stand on the on the floor of the U.S. Senate bellowing at the top of his lungs, you know, we got to tax the rich. He didn't even own anything because everything was so wrapped up in these trusts that uh, was set up for him when he was born. These are typical of this. John Kerry, you mentioned, the man is the richest man in the history of the Senate, of the Senate th- tw- three times richer than Mitt Romney, and, and yet uh, married, you know, the second wife's first husband's trust fund. Uh, and yet nothing is said. What do you make of that dichotomy? Well, I think that uh, through history, especially history of the United States, socialist left-wing causes have always been supported by the wealthy, and and the socialists have always been sort of critical of the wealthy. It's sort of, uh, it's sort of like the dream scenario. And when you think about it, you know, what does the left-wing agenda do? Well, you know, you talk about the income tax. The income tax taxes new money. It taxes that, you know, so the, so the new families, the new uh, men and women who are making new money, they're the ones who get hurt by an income tax because all of the old wealth, as you said, is all salted away in trust funds and foundations. Uh, what else does the left-wing agenda do? It blocks new companies. It blocks competition. And so really what we're looking at is almost like a neo-feudalism where – they're creating a system that will lock in so that the rich are always the same people and the poor are always the same people. And then they just sort of, and then they, you know, they provide enough sort of bread and circus just to keep the mobs happy. And it's almost a, it's a perfect scenario for them. They don't want the creative destruction yeah. of a free market system because that threatens their entrenchment. Um, you know, it's hilarious that you mentioned the Kennedys. I mean, the Kennedys, the Kennedy, you know, the, Joe P. Kennedy uh, Sr., he, had, he was a billionaire in 1960, you know? And so it's like, you know, and how much taxes do you think he really paid? You know, like, yeah, it, probably about as much as Kerry pays and, and the Clintons. Sure. Anyway, we'll be right back. Inventory isn't about products, kid. It's about money. Products sitting on shelves is money sitting on shelves. I hate overstock. I hate understock. I hate wasting time. I hate wasting money. That's why I love Granger. Granger Keepstock Solutions help us manage our facility's inventory so we have exactly what we need when we need it. No more, no less. It's inventory management my way. Get it? Got it? Good. Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock for more information. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. 
That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. That's 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. You have a mortgage and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years. We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. (laughs) Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine-Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now, 800-284-5572. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-284-5572, 800-284-5572. Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special, 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 5353. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. 100 colorful blooms for mom sent fresh from the fields, and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 and will include a free glass vase. Remember, flower prices can double next week. Time is running out and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 5353. That's proflowers.com. Secret code 5353. You got to pay attention to the small things, kid. Small things matter. Small problems become big problems. Take a transformer. Rain leaks into a transformer. Insulation system breaks down. Insulation system breaks down. Copper windings overheat. Copper windings overheat. Transformer blows. Transformer blows. Facility goes dark. Facility goes dark. Kid, you don't want to know what happens next. That's why I use Granger. Granger helps keep small problems from turning into big problems. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Neil McCabe is my guest. He is the editor of the Human Events Guns and Patriots e letter, senior reporter at the Human Events newsletter. Yeah, we're talking about um, who is rich in this country, who are the millionaires and the billionaires as that insufferable windbag Elizabeth Warren likes to talk about. Meanwhile, she's there, this corrupt corporate hack, getting big checks from Dow Chemical, who hires her as a political insider so that she can 
they can screw women who are trying to get a, a little justice from the breast implants that are leaching into their bodies. And then she goes and gets a six-figure check from Travelers Insurance who are trying to screw for their the workers out of collecting insurance for asbestos cancer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is one of the most insufferable, preposterous liars I've seen come down the pike for a long time. We all the the fact that she got tenure, both at Har- at Harvard and a job at UPenn for claiming to be a minority, screwing up a, a legitimate minority out of a position, a program I thought liberals were supposed to like, and then at Harvard she gets three hundred fifty thousand a year for teaching one class. Her husband gets another three fifty G's for teaching one class, and they get a house thrown in. I mean, talk about these. These uh, limousine liberal hypocrites, uh, you know, and, and now she's being groomed for the presidency because they're afraid that Hillary might falter because of Benghazi. Well, I'll tell you right now, there is no way Hillary Clinton becomes president of the United States. Uh, my, my own candidates, I sort of, I think that uh, Joe Biden is uh, greatly underestimated. He is a moron, but there's a lot of people surrounding him that are very, very smart. And a lot of them working in the Obama-Biden White House want to keep their jobs. I think that uh, mm. uh, Governor Cuomo in New York is going to be able to raise a lot of money. Uh, so H- Hillary, I, a lot of people are worried about Hillary being president, but I'm not. And certainly Elizabeth Warren showed in that race against uh, Scott P. Brown she can raise buckets and buckets of cash from her friends. And so, uh, and the big you know, multinational it, corporations that she she rails against. I mean, oh, it's, it's beautiful. I she'll also it, she'll also be able to shake down Wall Street, frankly, because uh, you know that's not? the She's great democratic scam. You 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 shake down money from the people you regulate or that you threaten to regulate. It's all well, part she, of the game. She sh- if she could shake, she shook down Harvard. I mean, she shook down a lot of banks, a lot of people in, in who had been foreclosed on back when she started out i mean the woman is a, a walking scandal i think that if the uh, the democrats are stupid enough to to nominate her she's like a ticking time bomb she's going to expose the whole rotten hypo- hypocritical liberal left for what it is i mean i mean to me it's amazing to watch how how she is covered uh you've got in massachusetts you got some people who are covering her at the boston herald but you know, when you see the coverage nationally, it's almost like all of this is airbrushed out. It's, it doesn't exist. She's this great champion of the little guy and all that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to come back. And meanwhile, I think John Kerry had some aspirations until uh, he kind of just blew it by referring to the state of Israel as an apartheid state on Holocaust Remembrance Day. Not exactly something that's put him into, um, you know, good graces with people. Well, I remember his other gaffe that cost him, uh, you know, a run uh, at the presidency in 2008, where he told college students that it's important to study hard and get good grades, otherwise you'd end up in Iraq. That's like, hey, thanks, sir. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guy is just... You know, uh, you know there's another yeah. point I wanted to make about this environmental stuff. Please. Is that, you know, America has, has great sort of nat- natural geographical advantages. Of course, uh, the two oceans give us uh, a modicum of protection against uh, foreign invasion. But, you know, another huge advantage that the American economy has was that the cheap coal really fueled the industrial Midwest. And that cheap coal 
created, uh, you know, not not just for uh, not just for railroads, but it created an opportunity to uh, produce very very cheap electricity, and so that our electricity costs were so so much lower than our Asian or European competitors. It really gave America a huge competitive advantage. And that, that whole industrial Midwest was built on cheap coal. And this administration was, not only did they get elected with the help of coal workers, which is bizarre in its own, uh, you, you think about Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, you know, that the, the coal workers really, really moved heaven and earth to, uh, to get Obama elected. And what he has done is he has made war against the coal industry. So not only do they hate oil, they literally hate oil. They also hate coal, and they're completely irrational about it. And it's it, it's destroying jobs, it's destroying communities, and it's hurting companies. And you know, Bill, can you sit up, sit around a little bit after the Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. On March 3rd last year, Henry W. faced his own death with incredible courage. He wasn't in an accident. He wasn't ill. He wasn't in any danger. But he faced this reality head on. If he died, his wife and children wouldn't be able to pay the mortgage, make the car payments, or keep up the life they'd had. His family would lose everything. So he picked up the phone and called AIG Direct. He found out that through AIG Direct, he could get a quarter-million-dollar life insurance policy for less than $14 a month. Now, he knows that he's helped make his family's future secure, no matter what happens to him. Protecting your family with coverage through AIG Direct is fast, easy, and incredibly affordable. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-320-8583. That's 1-800-320-8583. 1-800-320-8583. Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 5353. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. 100 colorful blooms for mom sent fresh from the field, and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99, and will include a free glass vase. Remember, flower prices can double next week. Time is running out, and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 5353. That's proflowers.com, secret code 5353. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. My guest is Neil McCabe, editor of the Human Events, Guns and Patriots E a Letter. Neil, you talk about how these uh, liberal, big moneyed uh, people are trying to lock up America's natural resources uh, in, and, in a sense, uh, they're, you know, destroy the middle class by driving up the cost of, of gas and oil and and the cost of production, uh, and enrich themselves. 
under the name of being a good environmentalist. Uh, would you say that this whole business going on in Nevada with the cattle rancher and grazing on uh, federal land is part of that problem? Well, I think that what you see, absolutely, Chuck, is that uh, when you threaten the, the authority of the federal government, they will they will bring out muscle, and uh, you know they they do not want to have independent people. They don't want to have independent ranchers. They don't want to have independent doctors. You know these single doctor practices. Uh, remember when you and I were growing up? There used to be gas stations where it was like one or two pumps, and then a guy you know did repairs in the garage. You don't see these small independent you know one man uh, gas stations anymore. They you know, you see all these uh, restaurants that are being crushed by Obamacare. So all we're going to have, you know, you're not going to see independent restaurants anymore. And uh, they don't they don't want you to have access to these resources. They don't want independent people. So if, if you want these resources, you have to go to the government. They control them. And it's not just coal. It's not just oil. Uh, you know, it's just even something as simple as grazing. Um, this was this was this incident with the Bundy Ranch was completely blown out of proportion but you know they the, the the bureau of land management they you know that you challenge their authority they're going to come in with muscle well you know i think what you're saying is that they want to run everything uh because they believe in this whole idea of social planning and here we are paying for these social planners they're, they're sucking the lifeblood out of taxpayers uh, so that they can plan every aspect of our life. And uh, they're doing it in a way that actually perpetrates often the, the social problems that they claim to want to address. But the issue with the uh, the cattle ranch and the BLM, I mean, I think that that's also part of the same general movement to shut down the Keystone Pipeline, to go have a war against coal, the, the war against fracking. It's an attempt to lock up natural resources because apparently this, the federal government, and this goes back. I mean, this isn't just Obama. It goes back actually to the early 20th century. They own something like or they control in a contested way something like 75, 80 percent of the surface of the, of, of the United States west of the Mississippi or at least west of uh, the Plain States. And, and that they're locking up enormous natural resources in that, in that endeavor. The land is actually being very poorly managed. And one of the results of this, I think one of the results of this uh, this cattle uh, controversy has been that six states in the West, including liberal states like Washington and Oregon, uh, got together at a meeting in, in Salt Lake City where they talked about the states reasserting sovereignty over these federal lands. Uh, so so maybe there's a, 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 good, a silver lining to that, but... Would you not think that this is part of this attempt to kind of lock down natural resources? Absolutely. What the government wants is the government wants to control literally everything, and then you have to go through the government. You have to ask permission for to do anything, and, and then what is the price of that permission? It's support of the government. So the government becomes its own separate entity, separate from the people itself, and it's a self-sustaining entity with its own bureaucracy and its own sort of dynasties and legacies. And, you know, it's, uh, there's one professor in, uh, at uh, NYU, I forget his name now, but he basically was saying, you know, what, what the government does is it, it takes your rights 
and then it sells them back to you. It takes your property, and then it sells it back mm. to you. And uh, this is sort of this is sort of that feudalism that we uh, had a revolution. Absolutely, we'll be right back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Mother's Day is next week. Do you know what you're getting for your mom? If you're looking for the perfect idea, check out this amazing deal from Sherry's Berries. Right now, you can get their famous freshly dipped gourmet berries starting at $19.99. I was so excited to see this deal because Sherry's Berries have become a huge tradition in my family on special occasions. I mean, we all love them. You have never seen dipped berries like these. They're giant and so fresh and juicy and chocolatey, and they're covered in delicious toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And right now, they're starting at $19.99. That's amazing. Plus, you can pick your delivery date, and the berries are guaranteed to arrive fresh, beautiful, and delicious. I know my mom is going to be super excited when she gets her Sherry's Berries, and I bet your mom will be excited too. Hurry, because Mother's Day is next week, and this incredible deal ends this Friday. The only way to get this super sweet deal is to go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 600. That's berries.com, special code 600. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Neil McCabe is my guest. So, Neil, the, uh, the midterm election is only about five or six months away. And uh, I see this as a great opportunity to uh, turn uh, the uh, Obama and, and the, the Democrat liberals on their, on their heads uh, by, by turning them into a lame duck. 
What do you see coming down the pike on that? Do you think that this is something that uh, that'll happen? Do you think Republicans will take back the Senate, maybe increase their margins in the House? I think that uh, there's a very good chance they'll increase their margins in the House and uh, and take the Senate. Um, one of the things you have to consider is that traditionally you have uh, you have these sort of safe seats, both Republicans and Democrats. You have safe seats in the Senate and House, and these guys will raise more money than they need, and then they then take that money and and give it to the to candidates who are in trouble who are, who need that. For example, so Warren. When you know, or, or these, uh, or Markey, you know, they'll be able to raise a lot of money because there's no Republican challengers in Massachusetts, and then they take that money that they don't need and spread it around. But what you've had in the House and Senate for the Democrats is that the big money guys, guys like Senator Baucus, guys like George Miller in California, they have retired or moved on, and so the Democrats just don't have. That money available that they used to have because the political winds are blowing against them. The, the Democrats of the 36 seats in the Senate that are up for grabs, the Democrats are defending 21 of them. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of trouble of those 21. The, the Republicans only have to defend 15 seats, and none of them are in trouble. And so the Republicans are able to play offense in 21 different places. Now, a lot of that is because they had such a lousy year in 2008. But hey, that's that's the breaks of the game. You have a uh, that's the way the Senate runs. Uh, I think that Harry Reid is on his way out as majority leader after the Democrats lose the Senate. Certainly, this controversy, where you know his hypocrisy, where he's constantly blasting the Koch brothers and then taking money from uh, from billionaires who are on the left. That has opened up a lot of people's eyes. The Democracy Alliance Summit in Chicago uh, has, has really forced people to look at Reed and the way the Democrats run this. Well, I hope that you're able to uh, magnify that. Anyway, we'll be right back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse Speaks Thank you very much. Uh, Neil McCabe is with us. Uh, Neil, so uh, Harry Reid is an example of someone who um, uses uh, money and political power to uh, to get into office in, in Nevada, in uh, in a state which uh, you would think would not elect somebody like that. He's got the gaming interests. He's got uh, 
apparently he even got the uh, the National Rifle Association on his side after he was arranged for an enormous uh, uh, you know amount of money to pour into them. Uh, I suppose it, it has a lot to do with the use of money, and yet um, it, it's been kind of proven that the big money tends to go with that the people that are going to win. I mean, Barack Obama got more Wall Street money than any candidate in American history in 2008 because the big companies felt that he was going to win. Now I think the money is shifting to Republicans because it seems like they're going to win. What say you? Well, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, enthusiastic people who are thrilled that the Republicans have a chance. But you know, to your to your real point is the big money goes to the people that they think they can deal with. Wall Street thought they could deal with Barack Obama. They thought they can deal with the Democrats. You know, one of the things that you you see when you're comparing sort of left wing billionaires and right wing billionaires is you know the Koch brothers are financing conservative and libertarian causes and candidates that are trying to make the government smaller and the government less susceptible to influence. If if you want to get rid of sort of influence peddling and lobbyists in Washington, it's very easy, Chuck. You just take you take away the power from Washington. If there's no power and no decisions being made in Washington, then there's no reason to buy anybody. The reason why there's lobbyists and, and all this influence peddling is because so much of the control is in Washington right now. The Koch brothers are trying to make the government less able to pick winners and losers in the marketplace, which is definitely not what the Democrats want. And it's not what these left-wing progressive billionaires and millionaires want. They like a government that picks winners and losers. So the government said the winner in this economy is going to be, you know, these solar farm scams, these electric car scams, these uh, these horrible windmill plantations that are uh, you know, this blight on our country. You know, at the, you know, this is where billions and billions of dollars are just being flushed down the toilet. Uh, for these so-called winners, and then at the detriment to uh, the coal and oil industry, which could stand on its own. Coal yeah. and oil doesn't need government subsidies right. because it's a legitimate it business. Well, you know, it's always been, I think it's the Obama coalition, and it's been the liberal coalition all along. It's to be a combination of crony capitalists and uh, yeah. government employees and people paid not to work. You know, those are the three constituencies. And, uh, you know, what we're talking about here is uh, the transfer of American capital to, uh, to businesses, uh, on, which, are, which is really not capitalism. And that uh, the, big, the big, big players, in many cases, they want a lot of regulation. They want high taxes because they can withstand it, whereas their competitors coming up the pike who have a new idea and who are trying to raise capital, they cannot, they cannot get beyond it. So it cuts down Three. competition, uh, as you as I think you're implying. So the the National uh, Restaurant Association, which I call the other NRA, you know, they fully supported Obamacare. You know, places like uh, Chili's and uh, Ruby Tuesdays and McDonald's, they they loved all these regulations because it crushes the small restaurants that they have to compete with against the country uh, across the country. It, it, you know, one of the other things that uh, the National Restaurant Association lobbyists were able to get into Obamacare is the instead of having to have all these different regulations in 50 different states and all these thousands of different municipalities, 
there's now a national law for uh, for labeling your food and all of that stuff, and and that also helps these sort of uh, these national chains. This wasn't done to make America healthier. This wasn't done to lessen the cost of health care. This was done to help the businesses that were contributing to the Obama uh, campaign. Uh, you, you saw that, you know, what's the thank you that they got? Can you imagine, Chuck? Can you imagine? You can now use your food stamps debit card at a restaurant. Mm. Like, you can go into Red Lobster with yeah, your right. food stamps card. This is all. This is what the administration does now. And not a peep. This is something that... If you had suggested this to somebody 10 or 20 years ago, they would say you're out of your mind. And yet this is, this is what America just accepts because the, it's not interesting to the media. And there's so many other problems. I mean, think about all of the problems that there are in this country before we get to debit cards, uh, food stamps at, uh, at the Red Lobster. But it's just an example right. of how, you know, the restaurant industry supported Obama and Obama paid them back. Well, they also can use them to buy booze and lottery tickets. Uh, and oh, exactly. The, I mean, the uh, of people... Well, you know that those, the Boston Marathon bombs. Exactly. And he never worked a day in real life. All right, we'll be right back. Breathe it in, kid. Clean, fresh air thanks to these new air handler filters. They're more energy efficient, hold more dust, and are stronger than ever. And Granger's got over 3,000 different styles and sizes to choose from. Just ordered a new batch from Granger.com today. I love oxygen, kid. And this facility's got some great AO2. I'm breathing easier just thinking about these air handler filters. Get some today. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com slash air handler or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today in America, people wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. With USAGoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? Go to USAGoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Neil McCabe is here. He's the editor of Human Events, uh, Guns, and Patriots E-Letter. Neil, you know, I really find it to be distasteful, the attack that uh, the Koch brothers have had to endure. Uh, You know, you're from Boston. You know that David Koch, for example, has been one of the largest benefactors of... uh, of charitable and philanthropic causes in Boston uh, in, in modern uh, decades. I mean, he's given, yeah. shelled out almost a billion dollars of his own money to build a wing at MIT, his alma mater. He's built, mili- he's built uh, medical facilities. The man had prostate cancer, so he has a particular interest in that. Uh, he has been praised even by the Boston Globe and by liberals. I mean, they're big contributors to the arts, WGBH. You know, here in Boston, they had protesters outside. Stop taking Koch brothers' money. Uh, you know, they're, they're major benefactors of uh, of the arts in New York and on uh, Broadway. You know, Broadway plays and and performing arts. And uh, the fact that they've been singled out like this is so unseemly. I think it's essentially an attack on capitalism when you get down to it, because these guys actually created wealth. They're not inheritors. Yeah, they inherited some money from their parents, but 
they actually built an empire of, of, of red brick buildings which employ upwards, I think, of 50,000 people. And they're viewed as very good employers. You know, there's, it, believe me, I mean, if there had been complaints about them as employers, we would know about it. And, uh, you know, and yet the attack on them, and I think the same thing could be said about the attack on Mitt Romney, is an attack on the free market. It's an attack on uh, on individual success, really. What say you? Well, I think, uh, you know, we both read uh, Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. And one of the things that Rules for Radicals says is that you, you, you pick an individual, in this case two individuals, you freeze them, and then you relentlessly criticize and ridicule them and, and make them sort of the personification of your of your opposition or, or the thing you're trying to do. And they just isolate on these uh, Koch brothers, and they just keep saying it over and over and over again. And it's reached the point, I'm afraid, that, you know, there are people who are sort of low-information voters who call for it. Exactly. Okay, we'll be right back to conclude the interview. Please sit tight. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for which she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Mm -hmm. They found me a place for which she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, Call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, conservative in the cradle of liberty you'll want to listen when chuck moore speaks on the information radio network thank you very much chuck moore speaks monday through friday here at the iron usa radio network 
You're welcome to join the program, 844-439-1391, 844-439-1391. And my guest this segment is Deborah Miller. She is the author of Growing Up Godless, A Parent's Guide to Raising Kids Without Religion. Deborah, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks for having me on your show. Deborah, the topic is interesting to me on a lot of levels, not one of which, of, at least of which, is that I'm a parent. And uh, while I haven't read your book, I will ask you, for starters, um, what is it that you tell your children when they ask you about God? Well, I actually, uh, we had this conversation many, many times as uh, when they were younger, and uh, when they would ask me about God, I would tell them that this is God is this is a person that people believe uh, watches over us, and I would tell them about what others believe, and I would ask them, you know, does this make sense to you? What do you think about this idea? Well, did you offer your opinion on it, or you just sort of put the ball back into their court? I did offer my opinion. I didn't try to push it on them. Um, I They have been to church. They've been to church with family and friends, and, uh, you know, living in Texas, it is a big part of our life. And um, I let them go and make their own decisions, but I also told them that, from my perspective, this doesn't make sense to me. Uh, we talked a lot about the history of religion and what other religions believe. And so I really tried to let them still, even now, uh, decide whether or not they want to attend church with their friends and, and what they believe. Did you grow up believing in God? Uh, I did. I grew up as a Catholic. My mother was Catholic, and she took me through all the rites and rituals. You know, I was confirmed, baptized. I got married in the Catholic Church. And then... Um, my dad was not really religious at all. He just didn't talk much about religion. So it was pretty much my mother who took care of our uh, religious parenting. And I think, in fact, in, during the time that they were married, uh, in order for them to be able to get married, they had to agree that any children of the marriage would be raised Catholic. But uh, when I went off on my own and started thinking about things, um, you know, it's when I started to lose my faith. When you say you lost your faith, was it uh, in Catholicism or was it just in belief in a in a higher being in general? Well, it really did start with uh, losing my faith in Catholicism and being exposed to what others believed and the uh, the idea that religion is man-made and how flawed it is and the you know the different ways in which religion has failed uh, mankind. And then really uh, later, as you know, I read through the Bible again, and I, I thought about things, and I heard about, um, you know, horrible events that were happening around me, you know, children being raped and sodomized. And really at that point, I also lost my faith in God. It just didn't make sense to me what I had been taught. And, and then, of course, as I grew older and I read more about science and different discoveries, I, I really became convinced that I think we're pretty much here on our own. Of course, you can't ever rule out a God, but from where I'm standing, it just doesn't appear likely. What, what do you mean by religion connected to children being raped and sodomized? Well, do you, of course, you know, uh, with the Catholic Church, all the issues the Catholic Church was having with, you know, children that were entrusted to them and it's not 
just with the Catholic Church. Of course, there are other religions that uh, have uh, taken advantage of children. And in general, I think um, religion tends to take advantage of children's vulnerabilities. I mean, sort of like we tell them, our kids, about Santa Claus, you know, religion presents this information as true and undeniable, and yet there is so much doubt. I mean, you know, I just, uh, I'm not Catholic myself, but I mean, I hardly think that you can say that that the the uh, the homosexual scandal in the Catholic Church is the is because of Catholicism. I mean, it was a corruption. You know, it was something that sure. uh, you know I think was was eventually addressed. The idea is, I mean, I, I can speak to it in a sense because in Boston, where I am, it was a major issue. Right. But uh, I don't know if uh, you know. It kind of reminds me, in a sense, of um, of my own family and relatives that I've had. I happen to be Jewish. Who uh, who stopped? Who lost their faith? They stopped believing in in God because of a terrible incident that happened that mm-hmm. they blamed Judaism on, and it, it, as if um, you know somehow the religion was the re- was the cause of the problem. And uh, I think that that that's misplaced only in that um, you've got the same situation in any institution. I mean, you've got rape and child abuse. In, in atheist institutions, I mean, it's not, sure. you know, this isn't, uh, it, it's not really, it, it has more to do with um, with corruption and less to do with a body of belief. Absolutely. Uh, I don't hold the Catholic, I don't consider the Catholic Church is only about corruption and rape, and I think that's a very, very small part of it. I actually think that Catholics, um of a lot of the religions tend to be more open-minded and flexible in their thinking from, from what I've seen. Um, I really actually don't have a problem with the church. I think the new Pope is wonderful. He's a great representative for the Catholic church. And uh, I don't feel at all angry or upset. And I wouldn't say that it was just one thing that I went, Oh my gosh, you know, religion is just total BS. It was more a collection and a, you know, a pondering and looking at things and looking at, other religions that made me decide that, well, first of all, religion is man-made, and I think our conception of God, I think we created God, um, and if there is a God, I don't think that, that we can know him or her or it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't, do you, so then you're really undecided then about whether or not there was a creator of the universe, however that happened. It's more to do with um that religion, which means to organize, it's an organized way of understanding the, the great mysteries, is something that's man-made. It's not something that has any intrinsic you know, value to it. Right. I think uh, religion is definitely man-made to give us comfort and answers. And um, certainly if people want to bring their children up or they want to, you know, they feel that it brings some comfort and community and relief. I, I'm not going to judge them for that. I just um, feel that it doesn't work for me and my family. And I would say for the most part, I'm 95% atheist. So I, I guess I would consider myself an agnostic atheist where I believe that you can't, of course, you can't disprove God, but I don't really see any proof for him either. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's you know, I think that no religion tries to prove God. It's it's more of a belief. That's why they say belief. It's a it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. But um, 
the, the general argument is, I think, was best stated by um, Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence when he referred to it as self-evident. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean, do, how do you explain, in a sense, uh, to your children? And, and I'm, again, here I'm sort of thinking as a parent as well. The uh, you, you know the mysteries of life. I mean that that there's more to life than just simply that which you can prove, that which you can see. You know, we're not just a bag of bones that, that you know, th- there is something bigger going on. I mean, what is it that makes you open your eyes in the morning? What is what is the mystery of death? What is the mystery of birth? I mean, are these things just uh, explainable in materialist terms? Well, I, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, people ask me that a lot. And you know, there's a, I, I always told my kids that I don't know a lot, and there's a lot of things that I don't know, and I won't make up the answers. Um, there's some things that we can you know, go online and, and search for the answers for. Um, I just I simply told them what I know about the origins of life according to the body of knowledge that we have right now. And one day they they may know much more than I do, or they may have different answers, but I I don't think, you know, science is always right, but it admits to its errors and uncertainties, and then it, it makes adjustments. And I feel like I use that mostly as a basis for teaching my children. I mean, there's some, I think you brought up the, the point of mystery. There's some things that will always be mysteries to us, and I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to make things up for them. I'm not going to assign that mystery to God. Um, I'm just going to leave it unresolved or unknowable right now. Mm-hmm. The uh, I mean, the, you know, I think that science is, uh, in my, I would argue, an attempt by man to understand the nature of God's universe. I don't think that it contradicts a, a supernatural. Science is the study of the natural world, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, the supernatural element I think has a certain restraining a restraining factor with science. I mean, pure science would have us developing nuclear bombs a, in every backyard, and yet. Because we have a uh, a religious sense of um, uh, of what is a greater purpose in life, we restrain ourselves from, you know, the the um, you know the indiscriminate use of scientific knowledge. Um, but uh, you also seem to be critical of, um, you know, the idea of uh, bringing your children up in a uh, in an organized community that has a set of beliefs. Um, is that right? And if so, what do you do instead? Um, well, first of all, can I back up just a second to that previous statement that you made about uh, we don't build nuclear bombs because of our religious sense? I'd like to add that, you know, for the rest of us who, who don't believe in religion, we believe that it, there's a, a moral sense or ethical sense that we can still have that can, you know, we can work together with the religious to make important decisions like this. Because you're right, science doesn't isn't moral or immoral uh we can use science for bad as well too so i just want to make that point um now on to the next question i believe you asked how can i raise my kids without in a community exactly you know because you said that that uh, religion offers a community an organized system of belief and uh and and fellowship how do you bring your children up without that no absolutely absolutely we um have a, a large community of friends here, and some of them, uh, actually, m- most of them belong to a religion, and we still celebrate things with them. For example, 
on Easter after they go to church, you know, we will meet them and celebrate with them. And uh, we don't have to focus on the, you know, while they say a prayer, we bow our heads and we're respectful, but we don't have to focus the holy day aspect of it with them, but we can still celebrate the holiday. And uh, there are groups throughout our uh, area that uh, meetups where people can meet up that uh, hold similar beliefs, but just being involved in the community in sports and in other activities and, you know, with neighbors and friends, we, we still have a very large community and are able to feel, you know, very connected. So then you're able to, in a sense, celebrate the holidays without the holy aspect to it. It just becomes, you know, a, a chance to get together with people. There's no, uh, you know, spiritual element to it. There's no, um, you know, looking above, you know, into anything supernatural. It's all just human beings, you know, natural beings getting together and, and, uh, and sharing a time together. Right. Yeah. Okay, we have to take a brief break here. My guest is Deborah Mitchell. The book is Growing Up Godless. We'll be right back. Okay, everyone. Mother's Day is next week. Do you know what you're getting for your mom? If you're looking for the perfect idea, check out this amazing deal from Sherry's Berries. Right now, you can get their famous freshly dipped gourmet berries starting at $19.99. I was so excited to see this deal because Sherry's Berries have become a huge tradition in my family on special occasions. I mean, we all love them. You have never seen dipped berries like these. They're giant and so fresh and juicy and chocolatey, and they're covered in delicious toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And right now, they're starting at $19.99. That's amazing. Plus, you can pick your delivery date, and the berries are guaranteed to arrive fresh, beautiful, and delicious. I know my mom is going to be super excited when she gets her Sherry's Berries, and I bet your mom will be excited too. Hurry, because Mother's Day is next week, and this incredible deal ends this Friday. The only way to get this super sweet deal is to go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 600. That's berries.com, special code 600. Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 5353. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. 100 colorful blooms for mom sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 and will include a free glass vase. Remember, flower prices can double next week. Time is running out and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 5353. That's proflowers.com. Secret code 5353. Hi, this is Janelle from Missouri. I've been doing Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for almost four years. I love it because I'm able to do the things that 
I'm passionate about, like youth ministry, going on our youth trips and homeschooling. Uh, we have a really busy schedule. I'm able to plug in my business into the three hours that we have. I love that it gives our family extra choices, like traveling. I love the people that I work with. I love the, doing the three-step plan. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. The three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years. And I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you, you don't have to be a salesperson, and you get to work with nice family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Really? Yeah. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Author, journalist, and American patriot, this is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and um, we are back. Deborah Mitchell is my guest. We're talking about her book, Growing Up Godless, A Parent's Guide to Raising Kids Without Religion. Deborah, so, you know, basically you're, you're, you're a naturalist. I mean, you're a, uh, a materialist. You believe that everything in the universe can be explained through uh, what we can perceive, what, what is what we can experience with our seven senses what what is visible i mean back in the 19th century the very strong materialists they actually believed that even human thought and human wisdom and human reason could be explained in material terms that it was millions of tiny molecules that would be uh you know going off and 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 interacting and, and that there is no soul there is no um supernatural in existence is that right well, correct. I would say that I, I definitely believe that way, and I know there have been uh, people who have felt this way for thousands of years, actually. There's people who weren't, weren't believers, um, and I don't uh, think there's a quote-unquote soul. I mean, I think we have some sort of essence that's a result of the chemical workings of our brain, uh, sort of like what happens when you plug in a computer and it lights up. But I definitely don't think that there's a unique um, spiritual part of us that is somehow, you know, exists before we're born or uh, exists after we're born. I mean, after we Then die, how do you explain, how do, how do you explain Aretha Franklin? <laughs> uh, she's got a really good voice. 
Is that all it is? Just a voice? Just somebody has good good vocal cords that they blow air through? I mean, <laughs> what is it? She's the queen of soul. How do you explain I, that? Yeah, I mean, I I know a lot of people believe in the soul and the spirit, and probably a lot of those who identify as nuns uh, still consider themselves very spiritual. And I think, you know, we've sort of gone into a uh, boutique spirituality movement where everybody sort of defines what it means to be spiritual and to have a soul. But uh, for me and, you know, for what I've taught my children, um, I don't teach them that anything survives after our death. And and it's kind of, in a way, very humbling. Because what about during life? What, what about, about during life? life itself? I mean, putting aside the, the afterlife, I mean, uh, you know, you say that everyone has a different way of relating to the idea of soul, and I think that's true. But uh, and you mentioned nuns. I, I mean, I can't imagine uh, a group of people historically and today who have done more good for people, you know, in terms of charity and social services than nuns. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that uh, the the experience of being alive today, and in, in as you and I speak, uh, do you think that that's animated by anything other than just you know blood and guts in a bag? That, that sort of walk around uh, as animals? I mean, are human beings, uh, putting aside the idea of whether or not human beings, I guess that's another question. I mean, are we different than animals? Uh, of course, we are animals. We're a little bit different than our, you know, our pets, but um, we are animals in the way that we are classified in our all of our systems. And I think that there are other animals that obviously have consciousness and awareness, because I'm not sure to what degree they have it, but, um, you know, we can still be unique individuals and not have this, you know, sort of magical thing that we call soul. It's just our result of the chemical workings of our our brains, our hormones, um, you know, our experiences. It's just physical. I'm sorry? It's, no, you're describing, you know, and and respectfully, I mean, the classic definition of the materialist view that everything is explained by what is physical. Everything sure. is just, um, you know, the the physical being. There's nothing more to it. There's no, um, you know, you, you just sort of are. It's like we're all automatons in a way. Um, you say that you think that we're different than our pets. Why would you say that? I mean, if if we're all just physical entities that simply move around and um, you know with just a bag of, of bones, why why would we be any different than any other? I don't think that human beings different. We're just a bag of bones. I think that is still an amazing thing that we have life, we have consciousness, and we have awareness. I mean, to me, that right there is you know quote-unquote miraculous or gift or however you want to look at it. But, uh, you know, our dogs have a different level of consciousness and awareness than we have, obviously. They're they're just, uh, they just evolve different ways. And, you know, human beings, we have all these capabilities and, you know, reasoning abilities and and, uh, awareness and consciousness and perception. Okay, we have to take another break here. My guest is Deborah Mitchell. The book is Growing Up Godless. We'll be right back. 
and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years? We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. (laughs) Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310, 800-383-5310. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-818-5715. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-818-5715. Lou is one of you and will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-818-5715. 5715. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Call Term Provider, speak with Big Lou, and save on term life. Call 800 818 5715. 800 818 5715. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and my guest is Deborah Mitchell, Growing Up Godless, A Parent's Guide to Raising Kids Without Religion. Deborah, religion, uh, belief in God, and also religion, and many, uh, to varying degrees, for the better or for the worse, offers an understanding of moral standards. It offers an objective body of work that guides people and nations with regard to how to conduct their affairs. What are the proper relationships with between people? What are the proper relationships between nations? Um, and in the case of the United States, we derived a lo- uh, these ideals from uh, from the Bible, from Sinai, and also from the Greeks, uh, Greek philosophy and Roman law. And, uh, and, you know, that has become synthesized. That's been the sum total of our experience. It's those ideas that underpin our Constitution and our a declaration of independence. So I guess that my question to you as a non-believer is where do you think moral standards come from and do you think there is such a thing as objective moral standards or are moral standards simply something that is subjective to the uh, to the human animal? Well, I I don't think that morality comes from religion or a silent God. I think it comes from self-awareness and empathy and realizing that we can hurt others physically and emotionally and um, knowing, you know, how it feels to be hurt. And that's the basis of our morals. I mean, the golden rule is older than organized religion and still runs runs through every culture, you know, that treat others how you want to be treated. And um, 
I don't think there was ever an well, absolute. I mean, the, the, the concept of golden. The concept. I'm sorry. The concept of golden rule was first discussed by Aristotle, who uh, believed in God. I mean, he talked about the primus mobile, the the the, the great mover of the universe, and, and that. Uh, you know, it's it's the uh, the one of the basic principles of the Bible is love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, why would that? Um, it doesn't seem to me that if you if you strip away belief and, and even Islam embraces that, uh, mm-hmm. but if you strip away that belief, then you've got um, what what? Why would you assume that uh, you have a right to impose that belief on someone else? You know, what what, what if you have the uh, person next to you saying? You know, I you know I can I'm I'm an independent um, being and I can decide what I think is right and if I think it's right to cut your child up into pieces and put him in the refrigerator, then who are you to tell me otherwise? Well, first of all, you know the golden rule, as I said, it it, it goes it's been even it, there's remnants of it in, in many other religions and faiths as as you stated, but I don't think there ever was any sort of absolute moral code. I mean, human sacrifices are a thing of the past, and slavery is no longer acceptable in any part of the world. Morality is just society's consensus, and it can and does change over time. And there are definitely some things that we all can agree on. We can all agree that it is wrong to harm children and to harm others, and these are things that have sort of become written into our DNA, right? I mean, we all can agree that there's some universal quote-unquote truths, even though I don't believe they came down from a god, although you do, we can still agree on these things. Excuse me. Well, we, I, I think you're right, Deborah. You and I can agree on them, but they, you know, there are other people who might say, who are you to impose that agreement on me? Now, as far as human sacrifice is concerned, that was done away with by the Bible, and I would not assume that it would have been done away with otherwise and slavery also was, uh, yeah. The Bible began the process of recognizing the, 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 the right, the basic right of the human being to sovereignty. It's a biblical concept. It comes from the book of Genesis that we are created in the image of God, men and women, and that's and that slavery has been brought back. I would argue, in our own century, by the two great faiths, if you will that were atheist and that rejected um, any understanding of a divine power. Instead, they worshipped the state. And those I don't were agree. Communism and Nazism. Agree. No, All no, right, no, we'll, 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 we'll ask what we come back. Hold on. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com.
Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-818-5715. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-818-5715. Lou is one of you and will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-818-5715. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Call Term Provider, speak with Big Lou, and save on term life. Call 800-818-5715. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, Deborah Mitchell's my guest, Growing Up Godless. Deborah, please, I'm sorry to have interrupted you with that commercial. Go right ahead. Um, I was just making a, going to make a comment that, uh, you know, there are many references to slavery in the Bible. I mean, the Bible does condone slavery at many times in, in the Bible, and, you know, the, the God of the Bible is oftentimes very violent. So when you tell me that, you know, why should... I impose my views on somebody else. I mean, these are, you know, the religious are also imposing their views on us. Who's to say whose side is right? I mean, I really don't think that's the basis of our morality. I think morality comes from empathy. Well, first of all, the Bible makes reference to a lot of evil things. It doesn't endorse slavery. It does recognize that slavery existed, but it set the stage for eliminating it by putting in place rules and regulations for how the slaves were to be treated, and that, that began actually labor law, which is another thing that didn't just exist in nature, the idea of how you treat people that work for you. You know, these these ideas came from, uh, in our case, in the United States, the Judeo-Christian laws of Leviticus, how we treat other people. And uh, as far as, as God being vengeful, it's God doing that. It's not. He's not telling people to be. Um, you know, the idea of, of of what people should do is love your neighbor as yourself. And if you accept this idea, I mean, where does empathy come from? You keep making reference to empathy. What do you tell someone who is a uh, not a believer, 
who is a materialist, who just believes that we're, 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 you know, we are the origins in the sense of the universe in this one lifetime, who is not empathetic. I mean, who, uh, who uh, feels that they want to uh, take, you know, disrupt the order and, and take something from their neighbor. I mean, where did these ideas come from that uh, that require you know, that that develop an orderly society? I mean, the, you know, it seems hard to explain that in in material terms. I mean, these are these are ideas that come from something else. Would would, would that not be a reasonable assumption? Well, I mean, I think that if religion were so successful in teaching people morals, we certainly wouldn't have so much crime, right? I mean. You look at the prisons, and there's a lot of Christians in prison, you know, and those people who go to prison and perhaps don't even... Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Taking back America one listener at a time, Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. Deborah Mitchell's here, Growing Up Godless. Deborah, you asked the question, how could it be that there is injustice and unfairness and uh, violence in a world if, if um, faith, and, and in this case we are talking about Christianity, is, is true? And uh, I, mean, I think that the answer to that question is actually in, in the Bible at the very beginning, which is that um, we are created in the image of God. We're not God. We're imperfect that the human being is flawed. And I think this is actually a difference between the uh, the Judeo-Christian believer and the atheistic movements of the 20th century, like Nazism and communism, in that those movements believe that man could be perfected. They believe they could wipe out poverty and violence and, and hunger uh, and um, war. So. And, and they felt they could do it on Earth, whereas the religious person understands the fallen nature of man and also that we're imperfect. So we look to faith as a guide, as a blueprint to try to live a good life. But, but we do it in the context that we're not God and we will never be God. We are not the center of the universe. We're fallible, imperfect human beings. So I think that's why you have all of these injustices. And I think that belief in, the uh, Judeo-Christian world code is is a way to reduce those things, and I would contrast the uh, the Christian societies of the world with uh, the uh, frankly the godless 
societies in our own time, those being communism and Nazism? Well, I don't think that that equates at all. I mean, a lot of the things that you're saying I don't agree with. And First of all, you say in the Bible it says, you know, man was created in God's image. How did you, do you know we didn't create God in our image? I mean, we really don't even know about the truthfulness of the Bible. You know that the history of the Bible is so filled with so many questions and doubts, and uh, you realize that it, it, we have come together and we have written and rewritten the Bible, and there's, I'm sure, a lot of question over whether how much of that was divinely inspired. But notwithstanding all that, atheism doesn't look at man as being able to be perfected, and we recognize that we are very fallible, and we do realize that we are just one tiny, tiny bit of a, a big, huge system, and that we all have to work together. I think it makes us depend more on each other and look to each other for the answers instead of saying, oh, well, God's going to come in and fix us, or global warming, don't worry, we don't have any control of that, God's in control. So it makes us much more responsible for our actions and for um, working together with others to accomplish things that are better for everybody. Well, I mean, I think that you kind of implied exactly what I just said when you said, how do we know that um, we didn't create God in our image? That's the very ethos of the, uh, of the atheistic belief, that, uh, that man is the center of the universe, that man creates things not like belief in God that he creates well I mean that's that's kind, I know that's not that what what you deliberately meant by that but that's that you know this idea that um, man can be as God because there is no God that was the man idea that was promoted by by Lenin and Hitler man you know, if that, you that, that's your perception my perception is that we're a very small part of this universe and because we've gotten to the position that we have where we're able to extract things from the ground and, you know, take down all the trees and pollute the air and the water. It's also our responsibility to try to make things better. I mean, are you suggesting that we have no control over our environment? I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, that doesn't mean we're no, the center of the center of I don't see where belief in God or, or religion can be blamed on environmental problems. I mean... Uh, you know, to my way of thinking, the the Bible says that we're stewards of the earth, that we're to right. be responsible for preserving animals and and the earth. I mean, that's a that's a biblical concept. I mean, it's but nothing. Not the there's nothing that contradicts not, that. Not everybody takes that away from uh, the Bible like that. Some people think that, you know, well, God is in control. It's given uh, man the earth to have dominion over, and that really right. it's here for our use. Obviously, so no, not everybody takes the same approach as you do. No, I think that's that's true. I think that is a Bible concept that that man should take dominion over the earth, but it's it's a, the word stewardship I think it when translated into the Hebrew, it means responsible dominionship. It doesn't mean we can destroy the earth. And as far as industrial growth, I mean, we can look again at atheist countries like the Soviet Union if you want to see environmental disasters. I mean, they completely destroyed areas bigger than my state. So I think that religion has had you can't blame religion on on the growth of our industrial age. You know, no, these are the, this is a byproduct of our if anything it's a byproduct of our understanding science. Okay, we'll we have to take another break. That's right. Okay, we'll be right back.
You have a mortgage and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years? We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. (laughs) Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, Deborah Mitchell's my guest, Growing Up Godless, a parent's guide to... Raising kids without religion, Deborah. I want to thank you for joining me. It's uh, you know, it's, we, we're obviously just scratching the surface with regard to a discussion on religion, and I like to have uh, people from all religious perspectives or non-religious perspectives, as the case may be, uh, mm-hmm. on the program. So, uh, since we're reaching the last few minutes of the show, I'd like you to take the opportunity to let the listeners know where they can get your book. They can maybe read articles by you. Any particular websites you'd like to mention? Readers, uh, um, your listeners can find my book uh, at any local bookstore or online. Um, Again, it's called Growing Up Godless. And I write a lot of different articles on religion and the environment. You can Google my name. I've written articles for uh, CNN and On Faith and the Dallas Morning News and... um, Anyway, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on your show and talk, even though we might not be in agreement. It's always good to have a respectful dialogue, so I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, uh, Deborah, and I appreciate it as well. Um, So um, that pretty much wraps things up for today. I shall return, God willing, tomorrow at the usual time, 10 a.m. Check out my books. They are available, of course, at Amazon, Amazon Kindle. There's a whole long list of them. I want to thank the legendary radio host, Barry Farber, for inviting me on last night. We had a great talk for an hour. And uh, Barry is uh, concerned about this whole Sterling situation, that this man has been uh, subjected to a virtual lynch mob for comments that apparently he made in private to his wife. I don't know how that happened. but um, And what that means to society. So... Again, check out my books, Chuck Morse. Just put my name in the server, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you will see uh, coming up a whole long list of books. There's about 12 of them there. Moderately priced between 3 and 5 bucks. They are e-books. They're full-length books, anywhere from twenty-five to 95,000 words. You could read a review or a synopsis, so check it out on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E. You're listening to the IRN USA Radio Network. Have a good day, everybody. Mother's Day is next week. Do you know what you're getting for your mom? If you're looking for the perfect idea, check out this amazing deal from Sherry's Berries. 
Right now, you can get their famous freshly dipped gourmet berries starting at $19.99. I was so excited to see this deal because Sherry's berries have become a huge tradition in my family on special occasions. I mean, we all love them. You have never seen dipped berries like these. They're giant and so fresh and juicy and chocolatey, and they're covered in delicious toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And right now, they're starting at $19.99. That's amazing. Plus, you can pick your delivery date, and the berries are guaranteed to arrive fresh, beautiful, and delicious. I know my mom is going to be super excited when she gets her Sherry's berries, and I bet your mom will be excited, too. Hurry, because Mother's Day is next week, and this incredible deal ends this Friday. The only way to get this super sweet deal is to go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 600. That's berries.com, special code 600. 